Hey everybody, Diana here on the Sales and Marketing for Massage Therapists podcast, talking today about time management through the lens of a really interesting question, which is, if you don't know how much time you need, how can you expect to manage it? Because I think there are a lot of reasons why we don't know or haven't figured out some things about some time management Um limiting beliefs as well as what we can allow ourselves to have. I think this topic is really important because it opens up the conversation with yourself about how you want to spend your time. And I have a list here of things that we don't know and haven't figured out yet about ourselves and time, which will help clarify this for you. So the first thing is we don't know, haven't quite figured out yet how long things really take to do. And I took a time management course as part of my coach certification and was floored by a lot of things that these instructors had to say. One of them was that we overestimate the time it takes to do simple things, to do easy things. We allow ourselves all of that time because it feels good. Well, this is easy. It, you know, it's just, I don't, there's no rush here. And then we underestimate the time for more complicated things, more long-term things. And so there's this underlying sense of energy when it comes to those more complicated things and, and the long-term things like goals that really sets us up to start procrastinating, to start avoiding. And it's interesting what our brain does with simple things compared to complicated things that we need to be on onto ourselves about. Because I think, you know, we want ease in our calendar and our schedule. We want that sense of um, there's plenty of time for everything. And then when we're confronted with something complicated or long-term, there's like, there's this anxiety, there's this urgency to get to it, to get it done. And we start to discount um, the things that we you know, have to take the steps to do. And we just automatically, oh, this big thing here, make X amount of dollars by this quarter of 2022. And it just seems this vague, distant destination that we haven't sat down and really come to terms with in terms of when things need to happen, how I need to feel about things when I take the steps. Um, what, how can we create ease with these long-term complicated things? And I know it's possible because I've done it for myself. I can teach you how to. It is, it just, I don't like the sense of urgency in my body. I know how it feels. I know it has been a very consistent and useful fuel for me in my past, but it left me exhausted. It left me feeling empty. It left me feeling not enjoying a damn step along the way. So if that sounds like you, listen on. So another thing we don't know and haven't figured out yet is what our time priorities are compared to our life priorities. I look at time priorities as the things that we want to allocate certain time to. 
And an example to use in this is that you, you love your family, you love your partner, but you don't want to spend 24 hours with them. Not necessarily, not because you don't enjoy them, but just, you know, there are other things that you want to do with that time. And so we work these, we can allow ourselves to create a list of time priorities and compare it to our life priorities. As an example, life priorities might be your values, um, your sense of charity, your community, your relationships, yes, your business or your job, but those are up there. Your spirituality, those are definitely up there. And, but they're not necessarily the time priorities that we have, say our business or our job or the hobbies or the volunteering in our community, that kind of thing. So they, there might be an inter, um, intertwining of those two lists, but it, it would be an interesting exercise to look at like, okay, my time priorities, where do I want to allocate my time? What is, you know, a really essential to me that I allocate my time to? And yeah, family is going to be on there. Community is going to be on there. All these priorities, your life priorities are going to be on there, but maybe not in the same order. And what happens too, is that once you clarify for yourself, what your time priorities are and that your life priorities are, you know, say the top five of each, you know, exactly what is important to you and what you're going to be focusing on with the time you have. Everything else becomes a distraction. It's lower on the priorities. If I get to it, great. But if it's not in this top five, I can learn to let them go. Not that I'm going to let them go completely, but they're not going to be a source of preoccupation. They're not going to be a weapon I use against myself when it, I look at my calendar and I'm very torn between all these things. I already know what's important to me. I already, I could figure out my schedule to the nth degree or as broadly as you want based upon time priorities and life priorities. And when I, I, was in a coaching program, advanced coaching program when we did this. And it was like, Oh, (laughs) um, looking at it that way was very helpful to me. It really cut down on the distractions. It really helped me keep focus day in, day out. This is important to me. This is, um, there I'm going to make room for this purposely. So what we don't know we could do or haven't figured out yet is purposely scheduling our free time first. So no matter where you are on the calendaring scheduling spectrum, um, I don't really advocate for one type of scheduling or calendar. I think it's a very individual process. I, therefore I don't have a program about it. I think time management and our relationship with it really helps us take the steps that we want to take. Having said that, a lot of the things that I use with my clients as options, not a have to, should to, but is this idea of scheduling my free time first. Now, if you looked at my written calendar, I have a Google calendar and I have my written calendar. Most of the time they mesh. Um, there are some things that are handwritten that don't show up there. 
um, for the most part, there are big gaps of time because that's where I spend my creative administrative time. That's where I am eating lunch perhaps. But if you looked at my schedule, you think, God, you've got plenty of time. And (laughs) I look at my schedule. I'm like, yep, I can fit that there. I can fit that there. It is not etched in stone that this is going to happen at 2 PM. There are people that operate that way. I tried it. I've been wrangling my time management skills since January of 2020. And I like where I am now. Could it be Am I working on more efficiency for my own sake, being quicker uh, to respond to things and create things and flexing that muscle? Absolutely. But if I am, to me, scheduling to 15 minute increments is (laughs) is not, I, I don't know. I can't live that way. Some people can, some people need to. More power to you. My bottom line in saying all this is that whatever time management tools that you use or not, totally up to you. And they support you. They, they're, they are yours to enhance your life rather than limit it. So that's what I'm saying about that before I digress a little bit from this, uh, from the subject here. But when it came, when I heard the instructor say schedule, purposely schedule your free head first, your free time first, when you're considering your week, my brain exploded. I thought, I thought this was sort of heretical, heretical as, as well as revolutionary. I was like, I could do that, that, and not feel selfish or guilty or lazy. And I thought this was an awesome concept. So it wasn't until probably the beginning of this year where I was like, oh, okay. I have a schedule that really supports me. I am, it's a a work in progress. It's a lot of trial and error and I'm figuring a lot of stuff out based upon what I want to create. But finally I could say my weekends feel better because I've decided on Friday, I'm not working anymore. It used to be excruciatingly uncomfortable. I scheduled my free time. Saturdays and Sundays were my downtime. I have a lot of choice here you know, I'm going to defer to resting, relaxing, doing things that I really enjoy. And so Friday became an endpoint, you know, then my days end on purpose. And this was incredibly freeing and an experience I never thought I would have. And so when I thought about scheduling my free time, I still don't do that, but I take into account like, well, how long have I, have I been working? And am I hungry? I'm going to take a walk now. I might lay down and take a brief nap here. I need to go walk around the house and think. I need to walk outside. I give myself plenty of opportunities to walk away from my desk and to, you know, engage in something that has nothing to do with my business. And I I consider that free time. You might consider free time uh, in in different ways, (laughs) but that's my, which I'm trying to expand because I think that I, I want to be, I want to enjoy more of my life, more of the time. That is one of my end goals with time management. I'm getting there. I, I, I see concrete steps and I'm super proud of myself and <laughs> happy to say all that. So it is possible to do that. I don't feel guilty. I feel, you know, I, I'm less anxious when I do that. I'm less anxious and have that sense of urgency of like, oh, Diana, you've got like a Saturday afternoon. You could do all these things that you've been putting off, you know, big sort of projects that you've been putting off. And I'm like, no, I don't, 
no, that can wait to the week. And I, I give myself that space and I feel less and less anxious about that. Yay. So another thing we, we don't know we can do and allow ourselves to have is to build quote unquote, in case time cushions in your schedule. And by that, I mean, if your kid gets sick, if your car breaks down, if a tree falls on your house, those are the types of things where they just happen. Um, and we want to build cushions in our time and our schedules such that our relationship with the ease that we want isn't uh, being trod upon. So some as parents, as business owners, as uh, family members, we're, we're, there are going to be things that happen. And we want to give ourselves the space to be, okay, well, that, that wasn't how I planned today, but I'm just going to go with it uh, because I know I have time here or it may fall down on my priority list and what is more important to me right now. And giving yourself the space and the time to ask yourself that question. Is it so important that I go to the grocery store, the post office, and this other place before this appointment? Is it absolutely, you know, life or death that I do these things? Can I either ask somebody else to do it for me or hold off until the next day? Can I just, you know, let the schedule be what it is based upon unforeseen circumstances? Can I give myself that grace? Yes, you absolutely can. And, you know, I think on the other side of that too, that a lot of people don't talk about necessarily is like, oh, I have free time. What the hell? What do I do with this? This is uncomfortable. I should be doing something productive. I, you know, this is like, I feel really selfish. Everybody else is at work and I'm not. And I have been through that. Let me tell you, it is an awful place to be, and it's just so unnecessary. And, you know, we can enjoy our free time, seriously immerse ourselves in the joy of every moment and, and not feel guilty because we're not maybe adhering to the calendar we created for ourselves, but just taking that time for ourselves. So there's a lot in that whole thing about um, being really uncomfortable with free time, in and on it on its own for people who are so used to doing, 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 it's like, that is, it's like speaking Mandarin to people. I understand your, the intent of what you're saying. I even understand some of the words maybe, but I, I just don't think that's possible for me. And I have coached people on this very topic. It's, and it, it, it has been helpful to them in the sense of letting go of, I should be doing something. I have all this free time. I'm lazy if I don't use this free time to do something productive and really redefining what productive and working hard is to themselves. Because obviously this is a whole other conversation, but being productive and working hard, you know, often equate to worthiness for people. If, if people see me being productive or I work hard, then um, I'm worthy, I'm acceptable. And I, you know, I don't stick out um, and people won't judge me or scrutinize. So that is another topic I have coached people on. Um, and there is light at the end of that, 
at the end of that tunnel for sure. And if you need help with that, let me know too. Uh, back to my subject. Um, why don't we do these three things? And these are just three things that came off the top of my head. Why don't we, you know, we didn't know we could figure out our time priorities and our life priorities and, and really um, constrain our focus when it comes to our time. We have that deciding power. We don't schedule our free time and we don't schedule buffer time for ourselves. So why don't we do these things? I think it really boils down to, I can manage my time. I have control over my time. Isn't a fantasy. And no, it's not a fantasy. We, we have, uh, there is, I think, um, there's a scarcity mindset that comes up with time the same way it comes up with money. So it'd be interesting to ask yourself, do I, I have a scarcity mindset with these two resources? And then for some people it's food, for some people it's, um, excitement for some people it's spending lots of money, um, it manifests in different ways, but really look at that, that lack mindset in terms of time. We didn't know we could do these things and feel okay about it. I think that's the beauty of coaching. When somebody realizes like I can have all of the, you know, the flexibility and deciding decision-making power, I can choose myself first without feeling guilty or lazy. Yes, you can. So we also, it's, it's possible to quote unquote, create more time. And we do that be, be, by really being mindful of one, how long things take to do, two, what our priorities are and what are just distractions. And it's we can manage all of all the emotions that come up when it comes to time, the anxiety, the uh, doubt, fear, procrastination tendencies, perfectionistic fantasies, we can, we can deal, we can have all of that at the same time as having the schedule that best supports us. What a novel idea, you know? So I look at it when it goes, when I talk about creating time and I mentioned the beginning of the podcast that we, uh, overestimate simple things and underestimate more complicated long-term things. And if you were to clock yourself, time yourself, when you get, you know, look at your emails, if you were to watch the time when you were actually on social media, I know there are apps that you can do that. Like, well, you've exceeded your, you know, weekly con, you know, uh, viewing time by, you know, <laughs> it's Monday. Um, say for instance, that, you know, responding via email to somebody about an appointment or about, um, payment, whatever it is. And you allot yourselves, you know, you don't even know how much time you, you allot that, but it, it turns into 30 minutes to return, to respond to one email instead of taking it 15 or possibly 10 minutes or possibly even five, if you're on fire to respond to that email. So you could see where the mind is playing with, I got all this time. It's such a simple ta task. It's like, and then, you know, you, you go on your computer or your phone. It's like, whoa, I, you know, I checked my bank account and boo, I got some money. Let's go to Amazon. So you go over to Amazon or whatever your shopping 
um, destination usually is. And, and so, you know, after you, before you know it, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour is gone. So that's the type of thing to be aware of. You know, for me, I do my scheduling, my calendaring, and I, I, <laughs> because I have sort of, you know, squirrel shiny object syndrome sometimes, you know, what turns out to, you know, when I schedule my appointments for the following week or whenever they, they need to be scheduled, I'm always like, Ooh, look at, I need to look at this over here. And before I know it, I've got the phone, I've got my phone on the computer doing one thing and it's, it's a, just a holy mess. So it's really interesting to observe yourself when you're making those decisions in the moment about what captures your time. So for instance, um, I don't have a problem necessarily with social media. Um, I do sometimes have a problem with online games, like this whole bingo thing is driving me nuts, but you know, I, there are certain times when I, I can do it, you know, for whatever, I'll put a timer on my phone. All right. You've got 10 minutes to just blow through and not do anything productive, but I kind of keep that limited because during my work day, I want to be focused. Um, and it does take some discipline and it doesn't, it's not, it's not as hard maybe as it sounds in your mind. It could be like so much easier than you really think, but really being onto yourself about how long things take. Well, I've got, you know, I want to do, I want to check my bank and that, that example, like I go into the, my bank account, I look at, you know, the, the, uh, balance. I look at the payments that have come through the payments that haven't come through and what what that creates for your brain. Like, oh, well, let's just go over here. You know, I'm going to take a detour to Amazon or whatever website, you know, you fancy. So you could see it's a very slippery slope when it comes to different things. It sounds so straightforward, check bank balance, but then it becomes this rabbit hole of different activities before you know it, an hour, two hours could be gone. So we have to be on to ourselves about that. And in terms of creating time once we're aware and on onto ourselves about how long things take and how easily distracted we are we we start to change that behavior we're aware of it we allot ourselves free time rather than oh you must work for the you know six solid hours no i mean if that's what you want to do if that's where you're that's your happy place and it works for you do it but find that happy place for me um, I know there are certain times of the day that work for me. I am incredibly productive. There are times around 2 p.m. I want to take a nap. I don't care what day it is. 2 p.m. seems to be a magical hour. Siesta, I guess. And I want to do something away from my desk. I'm on to myself about that. Come 4 or 5 o'clock, my brain turns to mush. And sometimes I step away for a couple hours. I might go back at 7 o'clock if there's something I really want to finish. But I know that about myself. I've given myself that, that space. So give yourself that space. It's possible to give yourself that space. And so we ultimately, why we want to manage time is because we, we want to create a schedule that supports our priorities without feeling guilty or lazy or like we've wasted our time or anybody else's time. We can be on to ourselves when the desire to procrastinate creeps up on us and we can have the tools to lessen that desire to procrastinate. And I read a study about procrastination, the increase for younger, younger and younger folks. And I, I don't understand why this was a surprise to people, 
but you know, it's anxiety where there's perfectionism somewhere wrapped up in there. There's, um, there's a whole mechanism, um, uh, defense mechanism or an operating mechanism that procrastination serves. And it doesn't have to, will it be a part of your life? Could be, I know it's going to be a part of mine. I know that that's just my human brain saying, ah, that's not so important. Let's go sit over here and look at Facebook. That's just always going to be there. But I don't have to listen to those that, that urge. I don't have to listen to that voice that says, yeah, bingo's calling your name over here. I don't have to listen to that because that's not my priority. So another key thing when I wrap this up is that we can end our days with satisfaction and knowing what we did was enough. So I talked earlier about ending my weeks on Friday and ending my days at whatever time that they end and being able to walk away from my desk, knowing, believing, feeling incredible about, I did enough. I did everything that I was, I had scheduled for myself that I deemed important. I can walk away from my desk now without feeling guilty or like there's one more thing I can do. I'm and on, on the flip side of that, if I feel that way, I can end my day. I am not lugging to do items from Thursday into Friday. I'm not lugging all that. So I never feel like there was a clean break between Thursday and Friday. And then I'm, if I'm doing that, bringing stuff from Thursday to Friday, I am preloading Friday to be miserable. And I don't want it to be miserable. I want Friday to be as easy as the other days as tired as I might feel, as brain dead as I might feel, I want to end it. I don't want to bring the past week into my weekend and I can do that. So you, when you can end your days and know when enough is enough, that is a huge relief. It is a huge experience, different experience from what you might be going through right now. And I've worked on two with two clients about this specific type of tendency, like, oh, I'll put it off tomorrow. And there's huge relief. And I'll just put it off tomorrow until you get to tomorrow. And all of a sudden, tomorrow got 10 times heavier. It's an awful place to be. And it doesn't have to be that way. If I can end my day and be satisfied that maybe there were a straggler, different things that needed to be done, maybe I don't need to do them. Maybe, uh, you know, I got to figure out the story that I'm telling myself about these things, you know, like an email not sent or a response, text response, phone call response. Maybe I need to look at why I am so resistant to doing these things. What are they representing to me? What is that representation is standing between me and how I want to end my days and my weeks and feel like I did enough and enough is wonderful. So I can help you with that. And we're having a coach in this per, in this sense is really not buying into, you know, the coach is, I'm not going to tolerate is not the right word. I'm going to be on to the BS that your brain is offering you before you are. I'm going to be on to your brain offering you old thoughts that you believe are really true 
about time and how you mismanage or uh, completely avoid it, ignore it. And so in that capacity, a coach is incredibly helpful. Breaking down the stories that you're telling yourself about you and your relationship with time. All of human, you know, once when we have lasting change is when we can change the stories about ourselves. So let's change your story on purpose for long lasting change when it comes to time management. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next time.